The Nemeth Narratives is a collection of stories infused with delightful and insightful thoughts, punctuated with side trips to the fear and anxiety that often challenges many of us in moving forward towards our goals, our dreams, our successes. This is a collection of stories narrated by the authors that take us through their personal journeys intermingled with the roller coaster ride of emotions. For some, it's the first time they've shared, and it started with one thought everyone has a story. Our collection of stories began as the participants coast their creativity out over plates of comforting Filipino food. Through the sounds of joyful sharing, Alicia, that's me, Emma and Benito explained the concept of using community-friendly platform, a podcast, so that this group of younger generation artists and creatives in San Diego could share their journeys of hope. It was not an easy process. It took several months of self-exploration and intuitive storytelling by each of our subjects before they each settled on a topic and allowed themselves to hear their own voice and share them with us, the audience. The culmination of self and group growth led us to our first collaboration, The Nemeth Narratives. We thank and honor our storytellers for allowing us to accompany them on their journey. And the following artists are Adrian Pangilinan, Elixis Julio, Isabel Adamos, Jessica Mercado, Kayla Gaylang, Marian Aguas, Marisa Rojas, Martha Gators, Pauline Scully, Seth Dasho, and Trixie Aguiao. The Nemeth Narratives is funded by the Alexander and Eva Nemeth Foundation and done in partnership with the San Diego Filipino Cinema, a San Diego-based nonprofit. The project is led by the wonderful Alicia De Leon Torres, a creative writer and the deputy director of the Nemeth Foundation, Emma Francisco Bautista, an award-winning independent film producer, and me, Benita Bautista, an independent film director. My name is Adrian Pangilinan. I am 30 years old, a Filipino-American, a creative, part of the LGBTQIA community, and ultimately an immigrant of over 20 years. For the longest time, I didn't understand why as a young kid that we had to leave everything we had all of a sudden. My colorful and beautiful life and everyone that I absolutely loved and deeply cared for. In this three-part act, we will be revisiting important and pivotal parts of my journey in a series of vignettes. Now, let's go back to that very moment where the course of my life would forever change. On a cold night dating all the way back to March 2001, as a nine-year-old boy, super bubbly, very impressionable, still really impressionable. Now that I think about it, since we live in the heart of the Philippines, Manila to be specific, I don't ever remember it being cold. But for some reason, that night, the night of our despedida, which was what everyone called it, it was a bit more cold than it had been for a long time. 
everyone had been coming in and out of our house, which was located in M. Cruz, in a small, in a very small, yet lovely neighborhood surrounded by so much love and also poverty. As a young kid, with that all being that I knew, it never crossed my mind that that is where I lived. Everyone coming in and out of our house seemed to be both happy, yet really sad at the same time. Back then, I couldn't make the distinction of why that was the case. Everyone just kept coming up to me and telling me that they will miss me and to not forget them. Even during that time, I had just finally overcame my fear of swimming as I almost drowned during my beginning level class. And by this time, I had worked my way up to the competitive team and was actually ready to compete later in that year. I had just also finished the school year as a first grader and was even expecting to see my friends the following school year in June. We had a June to March school system there. Next scene. A somewhat cold morning, as in super early. There was a jeepney or taxi. At this point, the details were all really blurry, so one of those. It was in front of our house. We were placing all of our luggages inside the said transportation. So many heavy emotions were present in that moment. Neighbors were coming out of their house, waving to us, my relatives um, outside with us, giving us tight hugs and embraces and tears flying across their faces. In that moment, I still really couldn't make and actually had not been able to come into terms of what was really happening and what was about to happen. After waiting for a few hours at the airport, which is hanging out with my best friend Andrea and a few of my relatives who decided to come see us off, the moment had finally came. We were finally ready to start boarding. Only in that moment that it truly hit me of everything that was happening. All of the celebrations, the hugs, the tears, and the parting messages. As a nine-year-old that had lived in the comfort of his beautiful neighborhood with his warm and loving family his whole existence so far, it never crossed my mind that all of this was suddenly to come in this finale, this final moment that all accumulated into this very heartful and emotional exchanges of goodbyes. To be quite frank, I didn't want to leave. I didn't want to go inside the boarding lane. I didn't want to let go of my nanai, my grandma, my cousins, and especially my best friend that I had to hug goodbye. I didn't want my life to change. Act two. Most people would agree that holding on to your birth heritage is very difficult, navigating and adjusting to a new country. But for me, it was quite the opposite. For as long as I can remember, I clung on to my Filipino-ness so tight, very tightly for dear life that I grew up resenting actually the other side of my um, diaspora, which is being an American, the American side, in which I would later discover us as an adult and be a part of my this current journey. Let me quickly paint a picture of my very first few moments here as a new Filipino-American immigrant. All I remember is the date, May 2, 2001. Actually, I've never forgotten that date because that is the date when we left the Philippines and also arrived here in San Diego. Talk about flying back to the past. A white bus who had picked us up all the way from Los Angeles 
then eventually dropped us off at the now-defunct hometown buffet off Plaza Boulevard at roughly midnight. The warm and slowly dimmed yellow lighting along with the very crisp cold air welcomed us as we got down the van. Then and there, I was trying to make some sort of connection to where I am now. All I knew was that I was in America. Actually, I don't think I even knew then and there and didn't probably know for a very, very long time where I was at. That I was just, I was in San Diego. We eventually made our way to my grandma's house um, called Nanae. We called her Nanae because she made that very clear. She said, don't call me grandma. I'm not that old. So we called her Nanae. And we were welcomed by my aunts that clearly weren't too excited for us to be there. And that's a whole other story right there. But thankfully, we were able to become close in the years to come. And we made our way inside the house into now our new home quietly. I walk up slowly to my room, taking much observation of the new environment that I was in. I make my way to my room see my new bed, along with the warm lighting undertones that I had already noticed prior to arriving to the house. And I was ready to call it a night. End of scene. The next few moments of my then new immigration story included discovering TFC, which is also known as the Filipino channel for the first time. Finding it by accident by crawling to the floor and seeing an odd switch that literally allowed me to switch from the U.S. cables to the Filipino channel. Then and there, I realized that in just one click, I was able to keep my heritage alive because of this serendipitous moment. Followed that included listening to OPM, um, original Philippine music, wanting to make sure that I didn't lose my Tagalog and my culture by keeping up with my favorite soap operas on uh, the said channel. 2001 to 2003 was definitely an iconic era. If you know, you know. Ultimately, my parents' household rule of making sure that we only spoke Tagalog was really one that really sold the deal for me in keeping my heritage alive. Act 3. Fast forward to now, 2022. More than 20 years had passed since my family and I had forever packed up and left our lives in the Philippines to start anew here in San Diego. Yes, we've been here ever since. Now in this final act, let me catch you all up with some life updates of my lessons learned and realizations as a now 30-year-old. It's crazy. I just turned 30. As hard of a journey as all of this has been for me, I am now and proudly, actively a working artist, focusing on a wide array of multimedia skills, including filmmaking, photography, being a content creator. I have a YouTube channel. Um, I've interviewed celebrities um, through my own podcast and a dabbling actor. I would be completely lying if I said that everything was perfect all across the board. Of course not. (laughs) You know, and that I've learned... And I'm learning that that gets to be okay too. Navigating this world now as a brown, openly gay, but really coming into terms that I am more queer than gay. But who who cares? Who really knows, right? Has even been um, interesting more than ever now knowing what I know. You know, I just kind of really wish that I hadn't. Don't feel as jaded as I do. But, you know, there also gets to be the other side of this, the beautiful side, 
knowing what I know now um, of being in this journey of really unlearning many things in my life and ultimately being on this road of healing, including being a people pleaser. This will be the end of my podcast for now. Actually, at this point, I can definitely say that the last 21 years of being here has just really been the beginning of it all. Thank you for taking the time to listen to my story and have a great day.